Hello, so welcome to episode 119 of Podcast Peldroid. My name is Russell and let's welcome back to Leon after sitting up the last one on your holly bobs. How are you, sir? Yeah, good evening. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm a bit knackered because I've been back at, back at work for the first time in, in two weeks um, and just, just got back. Uh, but uh, yeah, all good. Oh, so good. The, the sun is still shining here in Innsbruck. You got a chance to watch the game though? I saw the second half. I was dri- driving back from Italy yesterday afternoon. We're recording this on Monday night, and so I missed the first half. But it sounds like I I, I got it right in terms of um, <laughs> if I was gonna miss a half, the first one was the one to miss. So I I, I watched the second half and thought, oh, we've, we've, we play pretty well. What's all this, all this negativity? Because uh, we were, I thought we were very much on the front foot. Obviously, we had to be because we needed some goals, but. Um, um, I'm so I'm not really sort of feeling all this negativity that a lot of people seem to be feeling. So, disclaimer is I only saw the second half, and I just went back and watched the first few minutes to see the uh, the bail penalty. I haven't still haven't seen the goals that we conceded actually. <laughs> um, well, yeah, the first fifteen and the last fifteen were okay. It was the middle sixty that was a bit grim, but um, yeah, we'll come to that in in due course. I actually missed the start because I. I hadn't realised. I thought it was, I don't know why I got this. I got in my head it was a three pm kickoff, so basically got a message off my wife as I was down the allotment. Get away saying you do realise the football starts at two. I thought oh does it? Okay, what's the time? One minute past two. I was like shit, and got back and saw a pitch that was frankly a bit like uh, something down at my allotment. But there we go. We have a special guest with us making his podcast debut. It's Josh Embling. How are you, sir? And I trust you did watch the whole game and be far more prepared and and frankly competent than uh, either of us. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, watched the game <laughs> probably uh, to my dismay as well because it was a uh, it was pretty much a shocker, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah. podcast debut. He's twenty seven, same as Kiefer Moore. So best is yet to come. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to put the pressure on, but we hope it's going to be a start to your podcast career, um, <laughs> as promising as, as his international career was. Uh, where are you calling from? Or calling in from? Calling from Miskin, sunny Slantresant. Sunny today, anyway. Yeah, no, it has. It's been absolutely glorious today, Indian summer. Tell us a bit more about yourself or anything that people need to know. Club allegiances, uh, all that kind of jazz, what you do, what you get up to. Yeah, so Cardiff fan, not a regular anymore, but yeah, was for for about 15 years. More Wales regular now. Web developer in my career time, musician in my spare time. Yeah, Wales away when when I can fit it in. Instruments you play? So guitar is my, my main instrument. Oh, there we Run go. a disco band as well, function band. We're playing on Wednesday, actually, so I'm going to miss the Estonia game, but I'm going to have it on the iPhone uh, on stage. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So the people think you'll be, be reading the lyrics, you'll actually be um, watching the yeah, football. Yeah, and uh, I'm definitely going to f- throw a flute band as if, uh, if we end up scoring on the... On a solo or something, can you imagine? Bust out of Pete Townsend windmill. <laughs> so basically, that's you on guitar. I'll be I'll be on bass, and Leon, you can do drums. And there we go. We've got yeah. we've got our three piece. We've got a band. Redo the uh, the intro, I think, as well. Yeah. Oh, cover that. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, the mighty uh, Jonah Hex. I love it. I, re- I think it's really good. Shout out to the other Mark Evans who wrote that um, and available on the other Dialem for Mirtha. Birds and Trees and Flowers, yeah. And I did ask him personally, could I could I use that for the theme tune? Because he was sitting in a training session and his phone went off. And I thought it was my phone because it was my ringtone for years as well. And I turned around because I'm doing the training and I turned around and went, oh, oh, sorry about that, it's my phone. Turned around, no phone ringing. So I thought, that's strange. Went back around, turned back around. Mark then says, sorry, that's my phone. And I was like, that's the Jonah Hex. He went, I wrote that song. I was just like, oh my God. Anyway, that's a completely different story. Maybe that's for the music podcast that we should do instead of this. Uh, usually, used usually used to um, ask guests this. Josh, what's your first memory of a, of a national team? Very first memory is Wales to Italy one, probably. Oh, it's all downhill from there, isn't it? I don't know if it is actually. <laughs> it, could, it does go uphill a little bit around 2015-16. So, yeah, not too bad. First game was Wales Scotland four 0 Ernie Attrick. So, Ooh. Ooh, good yeah, one. good debut. My um, away debut was Andorra. So I've, I've picked a couple of good games, actually. Oh, tasty. There's some parallels there, isn't there, with, with Sunday's game, Hat-Trick, because we don't score many, and getting out of jail a little bit as well. So, yeah, and shocking pitch. <laughs> okay, so it was getting out of jail wasn't it? I'm not sure we deserved to win personally. Although that said, we were in control for the first half an hour. Really, really quite straightforward and just imploded. It was a pretty grim watch. It was laboured and I don't know, if it was a film, it would be like, I don't know, The Shawshank Redemption. It was a lot of kind of crawling through shit, wasn't there? And then, and a bell pops up and he's Sanding his boat on the coast in Mexico in injury time, isn't he? That's that's rubbish. I don't know. Who, I don't know who Raquel Welch is in uh, <laughs> in a fur bikini, but I'll, you know, people can people can make their own make their own choices. Like Harris, maybe. Yeah. To save you. Is that harsh or is that fair as a as a very very brief synopsis? I, I'm just going to say again that I I mean I only okay disclaimer I only saw the second half, but. Was it really, was it that bad? I mean, consider in the circumstances that uh, so yeah. many players were missing. And I know, you know, Belarus apparently had changed their squad a bit recently too, but they didn't have the problems that we had to contend with, with COVID uh, isolation and visa problems on top of the number of you know injured players to start with and, and uh, our second best player, Aaron Ramsey, not sort of being available once again, um, when you see the sort of the team that he sort of kind of had to put out, and he, he had to put some kids in there and sort of hand out some um, competitive debuts, didn't he? I thought, you know, to actually dig it out in the end was a good good result. But you know, the disclaimer is, yeah, I didn't see this this implosion that we had in the, in the first half, for sure. And sure, Belarus had that chance to, to win it where Danny Ward made a great save on, was it, 87 minutes. But I thought, we were, you know, we were in control for the second half. I mean, we needed goals, but um, we, we were creating chances. I mean, Brennan Johnson had that great shot, forced a really good save. You know, the Mark Harris double save at the end just before the goal, the, the bail free kick that just went went wide. So we, we were always pushing and pushing and I was kind of worried about the game because of the circumstances with all the travel with the amount of players we had missing I thought 
this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. We just need to get out of there with three points. And we did. And um, it should <laughs> should be a bit smoother uh, on Wednesday against Estonia. Yeah, we'll come to Probably that. Well. Oh, did you see it, Josh? Um, yeah, it's it sort of a game of two hours, really, wasn't it? Really, really disappointing that sort of all of the back four were, were poor, which is Ray, especially for Ben Davis. Even he was, his passing was, was really sloppy by his standards. The biggest worry is actually if Joe Roden's out for, uh, I know he's back for Wednesday, but if he is out in future, um, short term, certainly for the rest of the campaign, you look at Mepham and Lawrence as a pairing, and maybe that on paper works right for left foot, um, but it was it was really a sceptical actually. Look at Lawrence for the second goal. He's turning, and uh, it takes him about five minutes to to turn round to to stop running after after the player. Yeah, so a little bit worrying on that side, but positives probably looking at Brennan Johnson being a, a certain star of the future. He looked really really sharp. Um, Mark Harris when he came on really sharp. Colwell didn't do too much, but you can sort of see there's something there. Um, he held the ball up well at times, passed a bit sloppy, but the pitch was so slow, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you look at Dan James, he couldn't even run with the ball. Bale trips over the turf. <laughs> How many times do you see that? Probably the biggest win we're going to get this campaign, I think, um, certainly in the circumstances like Leon mentioned. It's one of those ones that maybe the more distance we put between us and the game, that actually maybe people begin to cool a little bit on their, 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 their sort of anger almost at the performance, not the result, obviously, but the performance. Because you say, Leon, I mean, you know, the, the absences were, were well known. And, and to be fair to Paige, he didn't really make any song and dance about that. I know the, the, the logistics in terms of the, you know, the distance and the visas, he did have a little bit of a whinge about, and I don't think that's entirely unfair or unreasonable. I think maybe people will begin to see that as a, in the circumstances, a good result. And certainly, I mean, the number of times during the game, kind of in the, in the in the 90 minutes, the number of references on Twitter to people kind of saying, this reminds us of a, of a Toshak or a Gould era performance. Well, okay, fine. But the result would have been different in those, both of those eras, wouldn't it? So so that that's that's something to, to be thankful for. Not necessarily, Russ, because I was sort of reminded of Wales 3, Belarus yeah, 2 yeah. in 1998 under Bobby Gold, which had exactly the same mm. scoring pattern. <laughs> we take an early <laughs> lead, and then we completely impl- we think, "Oh, it's going to be it's going to be easy." This, and then completely implode. They go two one up, and then uh, two two. It's two two for a while. Chris Coleman scored, didn't he? And then um, pretty late goal, not quite as late, but it was Kit Simons. I think scored about yeah. eighty five minutes or something, and then. Uh, and again, it's a, it's a goal that sort of apologetically gets over the line as well, doesn't it? It takes its time, if I remember rightly, as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I saw great. a lot of parallels yeah. between that game and the Azerbaijan just... game two years ago at home, almost to the day. That was That's two years ago tonight that was played. And there's a lot of similarities between those games, um, almost to the point I set this out on Twitter. That's that, well, not almost. It is to the point. Johnny Williams came on in exactly the same minute, and in both fixtures, I, I felt for me was the the key, not the only, but the key element that then swings the game back towards us and Bale again. Were you supr- were you surprised he didn't start? Based, I mean, Colwell, I I was surprised by that call. I think, I, I think 
there's obviously a desire to. I mean, Cole went to the Euros. Johnson didn't. I'd have taken Johnson personally, and like you know, that's not after the fact. That's you know, that's that's in the whichever episode it was we picked our squads. Yeah, most of us did, didn't we? I think the fact I, I wasn't surprised that Cole started in the sense that there's clearly been an appetite to accelerate him into the squad, and he, he came on in that France game and so on. He's been integrated into the squad, as has Johnson. To be fair, um, Harris, for example, is, is a little bit different. He's come out of nowhere a little bit. But I think in that sense, no. But clear, I mean, I'm assuming they obviously worked on this. But for me, that front three didn't work. Front four, if you want to throw in James, didn't didn't really work. I thought Colwell and Johnson all too often were finding themselves in similar positions. And as soon as Johnny Williams came on, there was just more creativity from, from midfield. It's not just creativity. It was just a little bit more drive, a bit more purpose um, from midfield. Whereas... Yeah. I felt that our press was quite good and often they would be just pumping the ball up. But the number of times, I think I said this to you on Twitter earlier, Josh, the number of times I saw Joe Allen trying to go for a header because he's, either him or Morella then having to kind of pick up those those clearances or semi-clearances against, you know, this tall physical players. And then it would break down again. And although they were neat and compact on the ball, they were having to get forward for the press. Then they got a sense, well, okay, they don't want to expose the back four, whose position was all over the place. So it just felt disjointed from uh, from back four to the front, uh, to the middle, to the front four. And I don't think, and I think, I think Johnny just knitted that together. So it wasn't just that he was creative and had energy. He just sort of knitted those phases mm. a bit more. Uh, there's, there's people who can, yeah. who are a bit more, yeah. kind of, you know, a bit more tactical now, so who can probably explain this a bit better. But and I might be wider than Mark, but that's just how I. How I read it, and I think you know that will come with Colville because he's clearly a quality player. I think you know we can see that. But Johnny Johnny comes on again, and he swings yet another game for yeah. us, and he's done that a few times. So in that respect, yes, I'm surprised he didn't start. But the other problem I saw though is um, you play in almost in attack. Well, any time the ball is past the halfway line, you're looking at just sort of Mepham sitting, and then Lawrence is actually dropping into midfield, mm. um, and you've got Gunter and. And Davis playing as as wingers, and then you've got um, Johnson and James actually mm. on the other two sides, with Bale just sort of floating around the middle. I mean, it didn't really seem that cohesive actually. And when you look at the two goals back, they both come from from pressing that high. And you look at it as if you played if you played a three at the back instead, then actually, it, certainly for the second goal, um, either Davis or Lawrence would have been there with Mepham, for example. Whereas Gunter, someone saw. He was standing on the halfway line when the player was, was on the 18-yard box. So maybe got that one wrong. Maybe Norton Davis should have started and Davis drops into a back three. But yeah, it's all in hindsight, isn't it, really? Because you look at the, the team on paper and it's probably enough to, to beat Belarus. But it takes an absolute magician's performance from Bale to, to win the game. But he makes the change for Harris fairly early on. So we were talking about this before we started, Josh. When we, he makes the... I haven't got the minute to hand, but he makes that... Fifty-seven minutes. So he's he's given them 10, 12 minutes. Second half, yeah. right? Okay, let's see if we can prove it. It's not really working. So he makes the change, which I think is quite an assertive substitution. I mean, again, you know, after the fact, yeah, like you said, should we've played a three at the back? Yeah, that makes sense. But he's realised it's not working, and he's he's made the change. I mean, okay, we could argue it could be you know even quicker, even sooner, but it's not like he's leaving it till seventy-five. There should be some credit to to pay for that because he hasn't had a huge amount of credit. This last sort of twenty four hours or so, yeah, Ampadu comes in probably as well, doesn't he? Um, Roden definitely starts. There's there's no doubt about that. So there's there's definitely uh, a few changes to to yesterday. Yeah, Mark Harris. Uh, 
you know, just touched on him, but I thought he was excellent. He really held the ball up um, well and made good decisions. It was a really good break where he ran down the left and, and passed it into Bale's path. And, but, you know, Bale's shot was pretty wild. But um, impressed to the point where maybe he is under consideration for a starting berth on Wednesday as well. I don't know how he fit all of these people, all of these in. But, you know. If you compare those though to to sort of Finland, and you're looking at that front three for for Finland, sort of Roberts, Wilson, and who else is it? I can't remember. Johnson, wasn't it? Johnson, Johnson, yeah, yeah, because he played really well, didn't he? But actually, if you're looking at fitting players in to certainly the attacking players. You look at Roberts as uh, Tyler Roberts being probably the weakest of of all. Harris played himself into certainly into the twenty three, no doubt about it. Whereas maybe before now he wouldn't have made that twenty three. Well, we've seen more threat and attempts on goal from Johnson and Harris in far fewer caps in two than, games. Yeah, than we've seen from Tyler Roberts <laughs> pretty much all altogether. And might be an unfair comparison, but Roberts sort of threatens. <laughs> Threatens to, th- to to be a threat, if that makes sense, but usually ends up getting fouled, falls over, or you know, sort of gives the balls ball away. For me, I you know, he's not a nine. I think Harris, you know, this yeah. is the thing. Harris just worked those centre halves. It was, it was like it's, I don't know. It was almost just like you know, this game. You know, maybe we've tried to overcomplicate it a little bit. Let's just stick somebody up there to keep the centre backs busy, keep them honest, and see if we can get the more uh, you know the more threatening players to capitalise on the on the space that that creates and it. Arguably, did did the job. I mean, I was a little bit. Well, I'm you know, not going to begrudge Bale a hat trick, of course, but um, it, it would have been nice if I think I thought Harris deserved a goal, and it kind of get cleared off the line, doesn't it? He has two two bites of the cherry, and it gets cleared off the line the second time. Does really, really well to help uh, keep the ball kind of in play and and, and control. Bale has a little little glance, doesn't he, at the keeper? James puts in a little teasing little cross. They're expecting it, I think, to go up and high, but he doesn't. He just plays it across. Harris creates that a large part of that goal, and the way he gets gets the other side of the centre back as well. You just don't see that from Tyler Roberts, and I, I'm not sure you see it from Harry Wilson either. Um, you do see it from Keith Moore, but you know that 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 option is not available this camp. So I, I'm I wouldn't be at all surprised if Harris has earned himself a starting berth, and if he doesn't, then I would fully expect to see him come on at some point then however the the game is going a bit more of a shout out for, for Dan James for that uh, assist because um, I didn't notice it at the time really but it is it's an excellent piece of play because the the ball comes to him and he sort of Mark Ainsbury a friend of the podcast sort of said um, on Twitter earlier that he was he was sort of snookered really in that sort of mm-hmm. snooker parlance so he had to sort of play the ball kind of a bit behind Bale for it for it to sort of get to him and Bale, yeah, Bale threw well because he had a glance to see where the keeper was, and he, his connection wasn't actually that great. But it was it, the ball was at least directed in the right place <laughs> that it was still a struggle for the keeper to save it. And and it's interesting if you watch Dan James's reaction, he thinks the keeper's got it, so he puts yes, his hands to he his does, head. yeah, yeah, <laughs> good spot. <laughs> and uh, it takes him a, a half a second to realise it's actually squirmed under the keeper and gone in. It's, it's brilliant, but it's just if you watch that assist again, it's just a superb piece of awareness, and it sort of like goes back to what I think Rich was saying on the on the last podcast we uh, about the transfers and saying, well, you know, Dan James he hasn't he hasn't flopped at Manchester United. He did he sort of did all right there. He's he's gone for much bigger money to Leeds than um, he signed to Manchester United for. 
and his his game's improved. In, and I think you know there's been a bit of criticism that about his decision making on his final ball. You know, obviously everyone knows he's got pace to burn, but I thought that showed a really cool head to see in that like split second. You know that that the the correct option was to try and get it to Bale, but sort of slightly behind him and to to put it into his path like that. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Dan James for that. I went back after that podcast, we recorded it, and I had a little look at the, the chapter on Bielsa that is in John Wilson's Inverting the Pyramid book, History of Football Tactics. That's clearly a huge, huge topic, you know? I mean, you think of everybody that's ever had any kind of tactical nous in the, in the game, you know? I mean, there's, there's, there's hundreds of people. So to distill all of that into one book, and it's a fantastic book, but for there to be basically a chapter almost dedicated to him just goes to show how important Bielsa is and how how revered he is within football in circles. Yeah, and I'm guessing I'm guessing there isn't a, a whole chapter about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in that book either. <laughs> it may, may be in the next edition, perhaps. Yeah. But within all of that, and there is a lot on about how you know tactical innovations and his analysis of the game, his, his high standards that he, he demands of players and his commitment to fitness and so on, all that kind of stuff. But within there is as well is this absolute utter belief in his players that they can improve and that they will improve and I honestly wonder whether Dan James is I don't know I just think because you know, Bielsa wanted him was it two seasons ago or three seasons ago wanted him well, he almost went I and mean, he was pictured wasn't he uh, famously in the kit in the, in the, in the Leeds kit before um, Swans pulled the plug on the deal so to know that Bielsa of all people wants wants you I mean, really wants you, and he will bide his time, and he will just sit there and wait until the time is right, and then he'll pounce. I think that's massive. I think that's massive. I think I think Dan James could really kick on and become, you know, a top top player now because Bielsa demands it, yeah. but but not 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 selflessly. You know, he gives a lot of himself as a coach in terms of of, of what he invests of himself in players, and I just think yeah, I think that's just a you know a terrific tantalising prospect now over the next few. Few weeks and months in the in the sort of three seasons or two and a half seasons, whatever it is, he's been there though. Has Roberts well, fair point? Um, I think James is a better player. I think Roberts Roberts is a younger player. I don't think he's. I'd have to go back and double check. You know, did Bielsa sign him, or was he already there? I think he was already there. But I, I'm not yeah. too sure. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point from from Josh there. But like, you know, look at people like Calvin Phillips and. Patrick Bamford, they've definitely improved, mm. haven't they? In, in the time that Bielsa's been at Leeds, so um, yeah, and I think that's a, I think that's a really good move for Dan James. But I mean, obviously, he's going to be a main a main man there, isn't it? Because they've they, it's a record fee for for Leeds, so obviously he's, he's you know he's gonna he's gonna play. But he, in the context of the game on Sunday, he kept plugging away, and you know a lot of the crosses were over hit, they under hit, didn't get clear the, the first man. But he kept plugging away, and then he tries that little sort of dink cross, or well, like a bit of a safety shot, I suppose. Then to, to use Mark's uh, snooker parlance, and he, he, he you know, it comes <laughs> off for him. You know that that shows a, a bit of character as well, because he could have just sort of thought, right, I'll, t- I'll, I'll stop, I'll turn it, in, you know, I'll turn inside, or maybe try to lay the ball off. But he doesn't. He tries that little dink into you know, fairly, you know, still fairly crowded penalty area area. And I think you know Estonia are going to. They strike me as one of those sides. Estonia, they 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 they're not going to attack us. They're going to sit deep, but you know they're not going to want him running at them. And any time that we we do draw them out, I can see some a couple of early long quick balls over the top, certainly over the top of the fullback, and he's going to be on those 
yeah, yeah, I can see him being a real threat on Wednesday. Sorry, Josh, you were going to say. Yeah, he was he's pressing really, really high all game. Um, and, and so he had that chance on, on 30-odd minutes where he closes the player down really quick, the right back, um, and he gets that shot away and it's just sort of misses near post. But it, if Bale sort of gambles on that, well, actually, he's, he's one-on-one with the keeper and he makes that run sort of a couple of seconds earlier. So, yeah, I think... Um, to be honest, I mean, aside from Aaron Ramsey um, and obviously Bale as well, he's probably the most attacking player and most important attacking player we've got now, I'd say. Uh, more so than probably than Kiefer Moore. I'd be genuinely surprised as well if there's anyone that covers more ground other than maybe Joe Allen, obviously. Um, he's just tireless. Like you said, because he's because he's so quick, he's really important in the press, isn't he? I mean, that's, you know, that's how Klopp has played, isn't he? He likes fast, fast attacking players with that that high press and it's a key part of the of the strategy and he, he covers an awful lot of ground because he wasn't having a great game I mean it was number one the six out of ten performance but he still comes up with that little bit of uh, mm. um, a little bit of craft you know it's not, it's not magic it's nothing like that but it's a little bit of craft and it's a little bit of there's, a, there's some guts in it as well where he just yeah. thought okay let's let's give it again very very cool head to do that in uh, yeah. in the 93rd minute 94th minute uh, shows like great awareness Awareness, which is you know mm. the sign sign of a, a, a good, good player, to sort of slow, almost kind of slow time down. There was no sort of panic after the sort of two missed, well not missed, sorry, two saves from uh, from Mark Harris. Just just like you know, just okay. What's the best option? And you know, all this is done in split second. But he'd obviously assessed the situation in his head and realised what the right ball to play would be and played it um so that was yeah really good piece of play i thought anything else to say on the fixture before maybe look ahead at estonia in a bit more detail would you bring in ethan ampadu for joe morell because morell didn't have his best game i just wonder about or do you play a three in midfield instead well, yeah you have sort of ampadu sitting and allen and, and maybe matt smith or levitt um come in morell got caught on the ball actually more than more than once, yeah, it wasn't his yeah. best performance, I suppose. No, uh, but we've given him a lot of praise. He, he plays the ball over the top. Yeah, I think he made two. When he made a mistake, it was a, it was, it was fairly high profile and potentially costly. But I thought on occasions he got us out of some really sticky positions as well. There's a couple of little moments where he's just switches the play or he's just like neat, 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 tidy feet and then just delivers the ball and it's nothing sort of over, over you know, nothing too fancy. I thought he did okay. Well, he didn't play badly by any means, but actually, yeah. like you said, it, his mistakes were highlighted, there, um, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, well, I mean, there, were, there, there were lots of them. I do, I felt sorry a bit for, for both Joes because they clearly must have, <laughs> must have realised that the defensive unit was just all at sea. And I'd include Ward in that as well. There was a couple of times when, when both Lawrence and Mepham were running back towards their goal with the ball. And I'm thinking, well, where is he? Where's Ward? He, you know, <laughs> come, and, come and help him out. And he seemed to be stuck in his six-yard box. And it was only really at the end he started coming out and, I wouldn't even call it sweeping, but he comes out, you know, to any great distance. And then when they, I think it's that, that chance they have at the end, he's then suddenly come all the way out and then he's rushing back, if, 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 if I'm thinking of the right, the right episode. But it was certainly one... Where he did suddenly come out, and it seemed to me to be a complete sea change in in his approach. So whether that was him being told to 
to, to come out of his box a bit more or, or what I don't know but there was a couple of times that Lawrence um, and, and bo- both of them were I think there was one with Ben Davis as well where you think he's he's there maybe they do as well and, and he's not he's not coming for it so I'm not sure as a back five including Ward it was a it was a great day at the office he couldn't do much about the goals and he did make that one that one save so I mean yeah I mean you probably expect more from Ben Davis and Chris Gunter, given their experience, don't you? Yeah, they didn't have their best games by a long way, and then and then that doesn't help the sort of uh, less experienced centre halves. Um, so maybe, uh, well, I don't know if he's going to go back five or, or on Wednesday, but you know, you'd think. I mean, Roden being back in the squad means that obviously he will play, he will start. Otherwise, they just wouldn't have bothered bringing him back in. So Roden with Mepham, I suppose, because they've played alongside each other for quite a lot, quite a lot of uh, games, and that might be the only change that he makes at the back. I, I suppose because Gunter and uh, and Davis in in this squad are probably the best options at full back. Joe Roden's just such a quality player and he's become so important for us so quickly that you'd like to think that will make a difference and I think it probably will. Yeah, when was the last time he played though, Roden? That's the worry, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably, probably it the Euros, isn't it? The Denmark game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go then. So, three months ago. Yeah. Just as well we're not playing Belgium or the Czechs then, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> True. Maybe that rustiness on his part necessitates a, a, a switch to three perhaps it's, it's, it's hard to know but if he wasn't fit to start I can't see him being in the in the squad it strikes me that he's, he's fit but he's not match fit and this game probably suits Spurs as much as to, to have him back suits Spurs as much as it does us but maybe there's a switch to three just just on that on that score as well perhaps I don't know but Estonia uh, lost to Northern Ireland 1-0 it wasn't a First choice Northern Ireland Island team. I won't claim to know to what extent it was a first choice or otherwise Estonia team, but um, losing one nil in Northern Ireland isn't a result that should strike fear into us. They are, however, reigning Baltic Cup champions, so you know, shout out to that. And my favourite bit of, of sort of Estonia trivia is that they're on this quest, their FA, to play as many of the other associations around the world as possible. So for example, they were the first team or amongst the one or first teams to go to play Kosovo, to go to play Gibraltar. So whenever there's like a new European country, Estonia make the effort to go and play them. But they've also got, and you went and dug these out, didn't you Josh? They've also got some absolutely phenomenal away fixtures in the last couple of years where they go on these tours, old fashioned tours as well, like like the ones that countries used to do at the end of seasons to like, you know, Wales went to like South America and played Mexico and went on that uncapped tour to the to the Far East and and, uh, and Oceania. But they've had like, um, was it like New Caledonia, Josh? and New Caledonia, Vanuatu, Fiji. Oh, um, tasty. Proper Oceania tour. Yeah. Uh, Antigua, St. Kitts, so. Yeah. It's like, like Wales in the 70s, we went on the tour to... to... Tahiti and, and New Zealand yeah, Tahiti. yeah played Malaysia on the way either back or the way out there went to Canada in 86 just before the World Cup in Mexico to play Canada a couple of times I mean Gould famously took us down to Brasilia didn't he 
to the the jungle or wherever it was, wasn't it? But it's not a tour, is it? That's just a, a far flung fixture. Bobby Gould <laughs> yeah, taking yeah. a team to play Brazil is just yeah. ridiculous on all sorts of levels. <laughs> and the FA really need to be sorting these fixtures out. Fiji away, and Estonia even even went to Tlenetli for a game, of course, famously against us. I was half the crowd there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife was yeah, the other yeah, half. Yeah. <laughs> she, first game, first game, uh, first Wales game. I took her to uh, just just had my girlfriend at the time. My wife now, she's been back a couple of times since. Amazingly, but um, to Wales games, or, or to Wales sure, games, or to Wales games, <laughs> not to Clenethley. The only time we've been to Clenethley. Well, we had a great weekend in, in South Wales. We sort of uh, yeah, a, a great time. Um, it was some Estonian youngsters around us actually in the stand and um i guess so i did they, they look like maybe they were students who are studying in london or something who'd come up come up to uh for the, for the for the game and um fair play it was about five of them and they they were the only only estonian fans in the in the ground they were right by us and they, they fair play they belted out the anthem and it was really good and the the, the welsh fans Gave them a round of applause. So it was a enjoyable weekend, enjoyable night. That actually, um, a very, very, very young Wales was, team, yeah, yeah. and um, Robert Earnshaw, who's perhaps the only player above twenty-five in the team, scored a penalty, didn't he? That day, I, I noticed as well in the game against Northern Ireland that there was a poom playing for them, and it's Marcus. And this this is going to make people feel old if they remember Mart Poom, his dad, the ex Derby County goalkeeper. It's like Babetto's son, isn't it? You know, you have got these players now who are coming through, and you kind of go, "Look, I remember their 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 dad playing, but I don't remember it that long ago." It's not like I remember him as a child, like you know this Bobby Charlton figure from black and white. In it, and I don't know, it's like Mark, and I think, well, please, Marcus, be twelve. Just makes me feel old. It's got to that that stage. Josh, you've got all this to, to come. I remember. You, Mark oh, there you go. Then. Maybe Mark Poom had him when he was twelve. Yeah, possibly. There is, there's, there's that. There's that. There's that chance. <laughs> born in Derby, so it's a bit like um, uh, Harland, isn't it? Like born in Leeds. So these these players, again, they're born in England because their their dads are playing in in England. And again, it just sort of, I just find that a bit sort of odd that you're these kind of 90s that 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 first yeah pretty much more or less that kind of first wave of premier league kind of continental foreign influence yeah. is there going to be a bird camp eligible for england or a is a cliver didn't it is there a cliver there you go or a blinker or uh they'll be like it'd be like the next tier down maybe i don't know but I just all these sort of will it, will it be a larson playing for scotland in a few years or something yeah, like, yeah. yeah. or an unlove who's eligible for england a Wegley. I'm showing my age now. <laughs> Was that brilliant one where um, Ida Good Johnson only just missed out on playing with his dad for Iceland? His dad just retired, like no, no, no. They was they was he was they were subbed off and on for each other. Nah, no yeah, way. Yeah. So Ida came on for his dad. Played together. They could have. The, the manager didn't use that opportunity. And then I think what? I think his dad was injured. For like the next game where he, they probably would have played, but he was injured, so it didn't happen or something. Josh, look these players up on Wikipedia, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what you have to do. Um, so Estonia, are we? We're not. 
yeah, I know people have said, oh, well, if we lose to them, you know, we don't deserve to qualify. Or no, no, if we lose to them, then something's clearly gone <laughs> hugely wrong. Uh, you know, if we play them 100 times, then we're not going to beat them 100 times, but we'd probably beat them 80 or 90 times, we should, at least, I would have thought. So anything less than three points is, is unthinkable, surely. Without wishing to crank up pressure on the team, because they obviously all <laughs> listen to this. I think a big, um, big point to make, though, is obviously win the game, but don't get any bookings. Um because we could do without losing anyone for certainly the final two games in in November. Yeah, I think I think. Um, yeah, good, yeah, good it's, point. It's obviously it's a must win and it's a should win. Obviously, we're at home. Got some players back. They're not a particularly strong team, Estonia, and it puts us really in a good position. I think going to Prague in October, if we if we beat them as we should. In terms of going leaping above the Czech Republic, and who just lost to Belgium three 0 got pumped, and it, it it basically means you know that they will have to try and and beat us in Prague, which could really perhaps wishful thinking, but it perhaps suits us. They have to come at us a bit, and um, it's a game that we we you know if we if we want to top the group, we probably have to win to kind of set everything up for for that last game against Belgium. Presuming that we can we can pick up the, the maximum points against Belarus and Estonia, which is you know not going to be easy, but it's something that we sh- we should have aspirations of doing for sure. But uh, yeah, I just think you know it, it really sets up that Czech Republic game really nicely that they would have to come in and really attack us, and and we might be able to take advantage of that on the counter with the the pace of people like Dan James, obviously who mentioned. Three points is a necessity, and and uh, just the, the things are looking quite tasty. I've got a sort of you know I've got a, I'm starting to get excited that we this could be a campaign that's successful for us, and uh, that we could that we could finally finally go to a World Cup again. It's going to be tough to top the group, but it's not outlandish to think that we could go into that last game against Belgium at home needing a win to pit them to top spot. You know, Belgium were obviously quality, but you know they'd be they'd been sort of nervous about coming to Cardiff to to get something. But you know, I'm no, I know I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking way way ahead here. But let's get the three points on Wednesday. Let's 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 do the job. We should do. But it touches on an interesting point: is that I think these fixtures have fallen really nicely for us. As uh, yeah. Well. No, I said that. I said that. I said that as one of the podcasts. Actually, it's just you know when we said oh we're playing for second, it's like yeah. well actually. I can see a way that we could take it to the last game where we're playing Belgium at home. And, you know, we 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 need to win, but they'd be nervous about coming to Cardiff and needing to get something themselves. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that uh, we could top this group, yeah. Yeah, well, if you look at the, the, the group at the moment, obviously we've played two last games and... And Czech Republic and Belgium, and um, obviously means that Czech Republic have only got three games left. We got five. Um, we can reach twenty-one. Belgium can reach twenty-two, and Czech Republic can only reach sixteen. So you're probably, like Leon said, you're looking if we win the next. Uh, certainly Estonia tomorrow, and then Wednesday evening, and uh, Estonia away, Belarus home. Even beating Czech Republic away isn't is, is definitely doable, isn't it? Um, Certainly, the scene they got trounced um, last night against Belgium. It's it's not impossible to beat them twice, and then it 
it all goes into the last game against Belgium, but obviously that's incredibly wishful thinking at the moment. Um, there's a banana skin waiting to happen somewhere, isn't it, in those four games before that? I'd like to think there's, I mean, maybe this is just a bit of, you know, that bit of ro- romance on my part, but there's something about us playing in the lights as well of an evening. I think there'll be something special. I know we had the Albania game, very, very low key, uh, you know, in lots and lots of ways, although lovely to be back in a, well, in any ground for any game, frankly, at that point. And I went down to that one. You were that one, Josh? Yes, I was. Um, masks, masks in there. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't quite. It wasn't the same. You know, it still wasn't the same as it as it as it as it could or or, or hopefully can be, and hopefully will be. No, it was a, it was a lovely day and uh, yeah. an average game of football. That's, that's about it, really. <sighs> I think you're being kind calling it average. Although there was <laughs> yeah. there was Mike Peters at halftime, so yeah, not all bad. But it, it's almost two years just for a game under lights, and I I don't know. They, they, we do tend to be. The touch is a bit more energy sometimes brought to the brought to the game by the fans, as much as uh, as as much as they bring themselves as players. So then I'd I like to think that might be a bit of a factor. But as I said, I, I'll hold my hands up if I'm just being a bit of a an old an old romanticist about these things. Ninety nine caps for Bale. Nice of his hundredth was at home, but um, his first was away from home. So looks like all being well touched with his um, his hundredth will be in in Prague. Yeah, I mean it's like big 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 game like i was saying and big big occasion and uh yeah he tends to step up i mean do you remember do you remember which game his 50th was Ooh, good question 50th was was it belgium at home it was yeah 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 so yeah his 100th could be could be a special one as well out in prague you know uh, and i know it's a cliche isn't it but you know, they say, isn't it, with forwards, you know, if there is a bit of a goal drought, once they break it, then they suddenly come in a clutch. You can see him maybe getting another couple again on, on Wednesday. If the game's going for us and we've, we've got the momentum, you can see him getting another couple. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, uh, you know, it does tend to happen, doesn't it? I remember um, Alan Shearer, uh, look him up on uh, Wikipedia, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Euro 96, um, he had a real drought, didn't he? And um, the press was making a big thing of it. And then he, did, he scored in that opening game and he just went on this run and he just scored, kept on scoring and scoring. So, yeah, it, it does tend to happen. So I, I think they will, will go on a bit of a run now. And it... it it's not something that like worried anyone, I don't think, because he was contributing so much. There were so many like brilliant assists. It's just one of those things, really, wasn't it? It's just like it wasn't. It wasn't like he was playing badly. It was just uh, he was contributing. You know that brilliant ball for James against Czech Republic, and the, the, there was one twos for Wilson's goal in Belgium, and the brilliant ball for Ramsey against Turkey, and all these all these fantastic assists. So you know, there wasn't like any sort of great feeling that he'd lost the plot uh, as far as his football ability went but uh, you know just um good but it's always good to see him in the goals and i think he will probably go on a bit of a run now a little bit of a monkey off our back in terms of penalties as well of course yeah that was good <laughs> yeah because we missed the last three and we it was um wilson bale at the euros and i think what the one before that was i said we'd missed the last three I can't think what the one before Bale against Turkey was. Someone will have to tell us on Twitter. I'll edit it in. I'll make myself look really, really good. Oh, come on, guys. It was so-and-so, obviously. Yeah. Or oh, I can hear the keys go in for Josh. Oh, 
shit. I'm sure the commentator, the commentator might have made a mistake, but he said, he said Wales have missed their last three Nick penalties. Nick Parry does not make mistakes. That no, wasn't Nick Parry, sorry. Was, I was watching on Dazzin. <laughs> oh, we were Dazzin. Okay, on, okay. On uh, <laughs> I watched it on Esped Rec and then and Nick. Well, it was mentioned in that as well, actually. So, uh, whoever it was, uh, and I can't think either. Yeah, I'm thinking Ramsey, but I can't. He hasn't played him. enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Could yeah. be going back yeah. a while. Anyway, who, who, whoever it was, that monkey's for yeah. back. Yeah, anything else to say on the game? Belarus, Belgium is the other fixture. Can't see Belgium sticking eight past him again because they seem to have improved quite a bit. New coach, whole new roster of players, but I can't see anything less than a resounding Belgian win, if not quite by the same margin. I watched a, quite a bit of the Belgium-Czech Republic game, but from the point where Belgium were already winning 2-0, 3-0 sounds like a hammering, and, and Belgium did play some lovely stuff, don't get me wrong, but Czech Republic really should have pulled a, a goal back at, at 2-0. Uh, they had three really good chances from what I saw. So they're not to be written off. Uh, they're still a really decent team. We saw that in the in the Euros. So um, three 0 sounds. Belgium will give you chances. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, very much. Sure. Cool. Enjoy the game, Josh. From the stage, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy yeah. the gig and enjoy enjoy the coverage on Dazzin. Assuming you can, they're broadcasting. Yes. Around, yeah? yeah, they will be. Yeah. Are you are you going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim both the boys. Uh, my youngest. It's his birthday today, and his only other game is the Azerbaijan game um, at home. So um, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's looking forward to it. So um, yeah, it'd be nice nice to get back there. Um, as I said under the lights and, and all the rest of that. So see you on the other yeah, side sure. of it. We'll review it. It would be nice to to go out the window with us breathing down the necks of the Czechs with that game coming up in Prague, which obviously we'll look ahead to as well. So um, we'll be, yeah, we'll be ahead of them actually if we go if we uh, if we win will we tomorrow because they haven't got another game so we've we'll really put pressure on them. <laughs> Josh, anything you want to plug? Any shout outs? Obviously, other than your band. That's pressure. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants to wants a nice website, including you, Russ. Um, I'm a web developer, so. There you go. You can hit me up on Twitter at Josh Embling. Might actually be very, very timely. I'll just leave it on that cryptic note. It's been a pleasure having you on, Josh. Definitely do it again sometime. Thank you. There was a friend of mine on murder And the judge's gavel fell Jury found him guilty Gave him 16 years in hell Yeah.